0: Today's podcast is brought to you by my number one choice in tires, Pirelli. And since I used to be a race car driver, I know a thing or two about tires. The iconic tire brand is known for its long tradition of innovation, advanced technologies, and high-quality products. Pirelli recently added the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3 to its American range. Developed to go the distance, it comes with a 70,000-mile treadwear warranty. Choose more mileage, more comfort, more control, with the new Scorpion all season plus three. Ask your local dealer for a tune-up.
1: Trust me, I'm a driver. And the bean protocol is all about fiber. It is all about soluble fiber and getting any sort of toxins or excess hormones out of your body. And so if you're dealing with rosacea, eczema, if you're dealing with infertility, Mm. if you're dealing with acne, it has a ton of a ton to do with the amount of soluble fiber you're getting into your diet. I was always like, well, I get gassy when I eat beans. So my body's telling me to not have these beans, listening to it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what do I have to lose? I don't want to have acne anymore. And I've dealt with acne my whole life. I've been on Accutane, it comes back. And I obviously, this is a hormonal thing that's going on because when I go through times of stress, like when I almost lost my dog, Mm my acne goes crazy. When I overexercise, my acne goes crazy. Uh So it's, these hormonal issues are going on. This podcast exists because
0: I love talking to people and I love going deep. The purpose is to plant seeds of inspiration. We enter a space of vulnerability and relatability. And what you realize is that we are so much more alike than we are different. To quote Ramdas, we're all just walking each other home and the show is just one step. I'm Danica Patrick and I'm Pretty Intense. I am happy to welcome my friend, Julie Bauer-Roth. So I started following Julie years ago on Instagram. She's got great workouts, great recipes. She's a a really like, funny person as well. I love the fact that she swears on her social media. We finally hung out in person and I really loved that I could sit down with her and be able to talk to her more in depth about food, fitness, and spirituality. So the really the way into our friendship was the fact that she talked about wanting to know more about her past lives. And I was like, ooh, do-do-do-do-do DM. I have a, a Akashic Reader if you'd like to to meet that this person and use her. And she was like, what's that? And so, um, but anyway, she got an Akashic reading, loved it. And, um, but we, we fit so easily on so many different levels because obviously I love food and fitness. So part of the conversation was about working out and food and the workout part that was so cool to hear is her background in CrossFit and working out multiple times a day to stepping back and doing like, three workouts a week. And as she took down the load, she actually got she actually looked better. She leaned out, she was able to, you know, maximize muscle mass and she, she just looked much better and less inflamed. And so I was fascinated about that because I am guilty of two days. Um, But then we talked about food too, and just her journey with all of it. And, and of course, spirituality, which is something that I just love to talk about if somebody is interested. So just somebody that fits me on every level, just really, we just really got along so well. I hope that you can find some some information in the conversation that might apply to you that might hit home like it did for me so enjoy the episode i found you on instagram a long time ago like i don't know how long i've been following you a couple of years probably
1: that's why i always wondered how you came across my page in the first place i don't know (laughs) because i remember getting tagged in a workout you did one of my ab workouts oh yeah and i was like dude patrick shared one of my workouts like she did my ab workout (laughs) and brian was like my husband was like wait what i was like i know isn't that weird that's so cool and then but i had no idea how you had even found my page in the first place yeah
0: well it i mean usually like algorithm algorithms can be good they can be bad but i'm Mm -hmm. sure that there's probably some common people maybe that we followed i don't know but i mean as soon as i saw your page it was like first off you're hilarious you're so funny i love that you swear never stop doing that and, um, but your workouts are so good. Your food is so amazing. Um, and I just, of course, love the holistic like lifestyle. So um, so I've been, in, I've been a fan of your stuff for so long. So it's so funny that we're here sitting today because I, know. I feel like I know you, but I bet you don't know me that well. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, that is what's so crazy about the internet is you can literally make friends with anybody around the world now. And you can find this commonality. You can find this friendship and literally go travel to see them. Like you could go to another country to see someone. I feel like I can go to any country now, any place and meet up with somebody who's either traveling there or who lives there and they'll feel a connection if they already follow me. And then it's really easy to get to know somebody because you already feel like you have some sort of bond or some sort of connection. So the time that we've spent this short amount of time here, it's just been, like catching up with a friend, where you're like getting to know each other, but it just feels like catching up with a friend in the same way.
0: Well, according to our Akashic reader, we do go way back in time, but we're not going to get to that yet. Um, That's the the second part of this. The first part is the stuff that everyone knows you for. It's the stuff that I knew you for. um, And that's food and that's fitness. um, And I totally... I'm such a stickler for form, and I'm like, your form has always been incredible. I'm like, this girl knows what she's doing.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love hearing that.
0: So how I'm curious how you even, how you got into, was it food first? Was it fitness first? What was the impetus to
1: really launch you into wellness? Damn, I never used the word impetus. I'm going to add that to my vocabulary now, so thank you. (laughs) Learning so many things and so many words from you. So I... Was definitely into fitness first. I uh, grew up hating myself, hating my body, hating just like everything about myself. It was so sad. And so the first thing that I was introduced to was fitness. And I started working out in high school, comfortable in a gym. And so I'd go run Red Rocks Amphitheater um, just to get outside. And then in college, I would do you know two hours on the stairmaster when you're like you know, you're oh, like I know hanging on. I would do that on the elliptical yes. or something like that, and yes.
0: I laugh at people now, but with love. But I did it. I can only yeah. laugh at them because I've done
1: it. Yeah, and you don't know what through. else to do. Yeah, you don't. And the weight room felt so intimidating. It was all guys, so I was too scared to do that. I didn't feel in shape, so I would just do elliptical, stairmaster, bike, and then. In college, I met a guy, I started dating this guy and he was doing CrossFit workouts. And so he introduced me to CrossFit I went on tr- CrossFit.com. I couldn't do a push-up. I couldn't do a pull up. What year could- was this then? This would have been 2008. Dang, you got into CrossFit, OG days. Oh man. They were still doing it at the ranch back then. Yes, they were. And I saw these CrossFit females that they would put they'd put a picture every day with the workout back in the day they put a picture up and it was these incredibly strong females and so i started i couldn't do any of those movements by myself so i started going to a gym where i couldn't find a little corner and i would do push-ups on my knees and then i would do the assisted dip machine and the assisted pull up and start building up strength building confidence in the gym and then before I knew it, I was at the rec center at college and I was, you know, doing overhead squats and I was doing double unders and ring dips and it just kind of grew from there. But what really stuck with me so much with CrossFit was I went to CrossFit, used to have sectionals, then regionals, mm, then the games. Wow. And so I went to a sectionals in town. I like uh, volunteered at this event. And all the women were so kind to each other. They were so there's so much camaraderie and kindness and cheering each other on. And I saw every body type, too. There were really skinny women. There were really thick women, bigger like there was just every shape and size. And you thought like the woman who looked the most in shape, quote unquote, in shape would do the best. And then it was a completely different person. And I just loved that about CrossFit. Didn't mm-hmm. It didn't, it wasn't about how you looked. It was how you performed. Yeah. And the weight you got and the PR you got and the time you got. Yeah. I just loved those, those new numbers instead of what was on the scale. Totally. And so CrossFit just hooked me in. It yep. got me. I loved it. I joined a CrossFit gym in college at the end of college. I started competing and when I started competing that's when I got into food and CrossFit was really big into the zone diet. Back First? In the day. Yes. Really? The zone diet I mean I only know
0: paleo and CrossFit to be like yes. boyfriend girlfriend
1: but I had no idea it was the zone. So I think Rob Wolf was really into zone back then oh. and so they had like a whole diet page that was all about zone diet And have you ever heard of zone diet? Of course, yeah. Like blocks. 40, 30, 30. Yes. Right? Like
0: 40% protein, 30% carbs, 30% fat?
1: Yes. Yeah. And you're getting, you know, your three blocks or one block is like three almonds, one or one block is like one macadamia nut. I still remember these things (laughs) because I would pack little containers of like my almonds for the day. Here's my box block of almonds. Here's my box block of chicken. Yes. And I would measure out everything. And that was the first introduction to healthy food because my boyfriend at the time was jacked. I'm like, why don't I look like you if I do the same workouts as you? He's like, well, your diet is shit. (laughs) You have a terrible diet. And I mean, I was eating the worst food that you could eat, waffles for breakfast. I would, oh my God, I would eat literally animal crackers, like the coated, frosted coated animal crackers. Yum, with the sprinkles. Yes, with frosting, Danica.
0: With frosting, wow. With frosting. You're an overachiever.
1: I am so... I already know that. I know that about you, especially now. But (laughs) when I go hard into something like eating bad, I go hard. (laughs) And so I got into the zone diet and I started to lose weight and saw my body change. And I saw my performance increase. My numbers in the gym started going up strength-wise. And I just felt better. I, For once in my life, I didn't have a stomach ache. I didn't know what that was like. I just Mm -hmm. thought everybody had stomach aches at all times. Right. And gas and indigestion. It was just part of life. And once I did zone, that all ended. And then CrossFit started getting into paleo. Yep. So I was like, CrossFit, I see you. I'm in it. I started getting into paleo again. I felt so much better cutting out grains, cutting out gluten, cutting out dairy. My body just felt so good. Yeah. I would just wake up with so much energy. For sure. And so I competed in CrossFit for years. And then while I was competing, I was creating recipes because I didn't know how to cook at all. So I just like. Wait
0: a minute, you're creating recipes, but you didn't know how to cook? Those things don't really go together. (laughs) That's
1: true. So creating
0: recipes is really hard, even for people to think they can cook.
1: It's true. Well, (laughs) I was like, okay,
0: Overachiever. I,
1: I, I have to learn how to have banana bread still got it and so then it's like oh you can have almond flour you can have coconut flour, and that was
0: back when that stuff was really hard to get yes i get it's been it's only more recently that you can find coconut flour almond flour you know all the different flours Mm -hmm. and the different Fat, even ghee. I mean, like, I don't even know if it was common to find ghee no. and ghee, you know, because ghee doesn't have the the milk in it. So stuff like that was even not yes. even that common. So coconut yeah.
1: oil. I would order a lot of stuff online. There was mm. a website called tropical traditions mm. or nuts.com. So I would order stuff online, uh, yeah. but Whole yeah. Foods would usually have almond flour, but it was like, I couldn't imagine. It was so expensive, especially sure. where I was out oh, in yeah. life. I'm like, how do I afford this? but i ate a lot of nut butter i baked a lot of things with nut butter it was like almond butter was my survival back then yeah um and so i I started learning how to cook Mm -hmm. i would look at i would look at magazines and something that caught my eye i'm like well how do i make that paleo and so i would start seeing how they paired ingredients together, like spices together, or seasonings, um, how they seared a steak. I would kind of read up on that, and I watched the cooking channel nonstop back then. So did I. Yes. And you learn so much oh, from yeah. watching other people do it.
0: Thanks, Emeril Lagasse. You started it, it, it yes, all. Yes. Yes.
1: And like, Giada and even Rachel Ray back totally. in the day. Like, yeah. She, her stuff was so simple. You could...
0: She's not even professionally trained. you know that? Yes. mean, really, she doesn't even... She didn't go to culinary no, school.
1: She just figured it out on that just own. shows
0: like how much you can learn on the fly and get really good at stuff
1: and do it constantly yeah. over and over you're gonna continue to get better at it yeah. with anything in mm-hmm. life and I was sending all of my friends recipes like texting them recipes or emailing them recipes that I had made up because I would bring like these no-bake cookies that sure. I made or protein cookies and they're like, well, how do you make these? And so I text them or email them, and then oh, someone cool. one day was like, you should start a blog. And I had no idea what a blog was; uh-huh. I had never even heard the word. It was so new back then, yeah, back in 2011. Um, and yeah, my friend literally was like, yeah, I'll just help you set up this like free website. And just like got the domain and helped me put up this little crappy website, and I just started PaleoMG. Wow. Yeah. That, so how of often was- did
0: you post on? On the blog.
1: So when I first started, I was did you playing,
0: even know what the hell to post? Were you like, so what do I do with this thing I've got?
1: It was so back then I was working at five different
0: gyms. Oh, so yes. when coaching, I, right? Yeah, coaching. Yeah, because you got your CrossFit light um, certification. Yes. And so I went to
1: school for health and exercise science. So mm-hmm. I always thought I'd be personal trainer, own a yeah. gym. And so I started working at a ton of different CrossFit gyms because you're not making that much money, so mm-hmm. you have gotta work all over the place. And so I'd go from gym to gym and then I would cook at night at like in a crock pot or something simple. And I would take a picture of it with my phone in fluorescent light in our like crappy kitchen. And just, it was, you know, very simple things like maple mustard chicken, um, something in the crock pot, like yeah. stewed beef, yeah. some sort of pork. I was super broke back then. So it was all very cheap cuts of meat, Sure, stewed beef. Yep, and. But people didn't know what to cook when they started with the paleo diet. So mm-hmm. people would start in CrossFit, mm-hmm. coaches would recommend paleo, mm-hmm. and then you know they like, search what's paleo, that? and then my website oh, yeah. would come up. And oh really? Yeah, cuz it was one of the first ones. Yeah, they didn't have any other options. <laughs> did you did
0: you do anything to boost like it's cuz can't you can do that kind of thing where you boost its ranking, right? Like when people search for things. Was this so was this completely organic? This was
1: completely organic. Oh my god. I don't know how to boost anything, <laughs> let alone see what is it? SEO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no I'm, idea. I'm like seeing CEO. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to do any of that. Back then, it was literally just organic. People were going to it. Google was ranking it highest because there was just not many places to go. Yeah. <laughs> there was, And there was like, I know, five or other six friends through that community who were doing the same thing. So none of us knew how to. Uh, photograph back then. Right, we talked about that and how yes. fluorescent
0: light is like the devil yes. when it comes to photographing food pretty. Oh my God, especially stewed beef in a crock <laughs> no, yeah. at just, four in the morning. It just looks like granule, it just like harshly poop brown. Yeah. yeah, it's just a good old <laughs> pot of poop. <laughs> so,
1: so I just, it organically grew and Facebook was very different back then. So if you came across the recipe and you shared it on Facebook, Your say your thousand friends would all see the post and then they would try it. And so back in 2012 or so, I mean, I was getting thousands of new followers on Facebook every day. That's and amazing. it's so different now, but it was just this organic growth through CrossFit and wow. through the Paleo community.
0: So the name of the blog was Paleo MG right away, right? Yeah. And that's still your Instagram handle. Yeah. But yet your diet has taken like many, like everyone's diet, I feel like. Even paleo, I mean, there was a diet before paleo that we thought was the best. And then there was a diet before that that we thought was the best. And we're going to think paleo was stupid someday with some other diet, I'm sure. Totally. And so you've gone through different phases on that. So before we get into those things, I I, I actually was just thinking about this when I was getting ready to do this with you. I haven't asked you this, but you don't eat paleo necessarily anymore. So like... Probably quite a bit, especially because of the new bean protocol that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you ever thought about changing that? Yes. Or rebranding? I guess yeah. that would be called
1: rebranding, essentially, right? Yeah. So I've, I've talked to my team about this, who rebranded my site recently, yeah. and at this point, literally, all somebody will see me on the street and say "PaleoMG." They like don't always know my name; they know PaleoMG. Sure. And so it's hard to let go yeah. of that identity a little bit. How? And we've talked about letting go of identities in general. Um, So I definitely plan to change the name in the future. I don't know what that would be. if It would just be my own name because my LLC is my own name. So why not just change it into that? Um, And that's what my site has really become, just things that I want to share as a human being.
0: Because it's not just paleo food. I mean, you started with that to help people. But I mean, that does happen a lot where somebody you know, uses whatever they do as the hook. And then, but you're, that's not all you are. I mean, you're everything yeah. from food to workout, to inspiration, to fashion. I mean, there's just so many different aspects that it doesn't even encompass everything that you do and that you're Completely. into. So that's a normal, that's a normal transition, but it's also a gamble a little bit because you're getting
1: rid of the name everyone knows you for too. I know, I know. And so it's a hard it's a hard thing to choose with the shift of the name i i don't i just don't know what to be yet so i think everything kind of happens when it's supposed to happen yeah and when something feels really right i go for it yeah. when it was back in probably i started my blog in 2011. so it's crazy that i was 23 and now i'm 33. like the transformation you have in your early 20s to your early 30s oh, is yeah. like you can't believe how what how small minded you were, yeah. you were in your early twenties yeah. if you've grown.
0: It was a big growing phase.
1: And I so I've listened to my gut with many things. And in probably 2013, 2014, I said, I'm not gonna just do recipes. I want this blog to evolve into lifestyle, whatever I wanna share. Mm-hmm. If I wanna share fashion, if I wanna share skincare, if I wanna share um, a really personal story mm-hmm. that's affecting me and may help somebody. I wanna share that. I'm not gonna just keep it food. And so I listen to my gut when something's pulling me in a different direction. That's and good so advice. I think my gut will tell me when it's time to really shift that yeah. name into something else. Yeah. But it well for maybe, now, it'll it'll be, that.
0: maybe it'll be maybe it'll be Bean OMG. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Okay, so you've done this bean protocol, but before we get to like your most recent sort of iteration, was there anything between going from zone to um, paleo to the bean protocol? Was there anything in between that you d- you lived in for a while that was outside of paleo? Yeah, I th- so I did zone.
1: I did paleo super strict. And What were the
0: benefits first off? Because I think this is interesting for people. Like what did you notice with zone then what did you notice with paleo then what did you notice moving forward from that
1: zone was portion control Um, it just taught you how much food you should be consuming mm because if you don't know and if you don't have a really good um connection with your body And i didn't because i was eating animal crackers with frosting every day if you don't have that real connection with your body and how it should feel and what hunger cues should feel like and what fullness should feel like a zone type of diet um, or even weight watchers or any of those can help you understand portion control more Mm -hmm. so that gave me an understanding of portion control paleo gave me an understanding understanding of nutrient dense foods Mm -hmm. and what it was like to have different types of vegetables and different types of protein and what um organic and grass fed and grass finished and pasture raised all of those different um ways meat is brought into our lives yeah. um and produce it gave me a better understanding of where our food comes from mm-hmm. and the importance of it and how it affects our body and it it made me feel so much better but what was really lacking and i didn't understand was fiber and that was the biggest lacking in my life and i didn't understand that for years and years so once i kind of stopped doing paleo because i just didn't feel great and i didn't know what it was Hmm. and i was going through this big stage in my life where i was uh, over CrossFit. I was really inflamed. I was over exercising and I just didn't feel connected to my body. And so I said, am I allowed to cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. percent. <laughs> okay. I, I said, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to do opposite of what I've been doing for many years, what I thought was right. And so if I'm on, I am on, to have French fries, I'm going to have French fries. Um, I still stayed gluten-free because gluten-free just felt better to yeah. me or just, we don't have the best sources of grains unless you really know where to look. Um, and so I, I stayed gluten-free, but if I wanted French fries, if I wanted a dessert, if I, um, you know, wanted to go eat out somewhere, I just let my life open up a little bit more mm-hmm. and had more flexibility in it had way more potatoes cause white potatoes were so shamed in paleo and then it kind of shifted when whole 30 said pay- potatoes were okay. Right, right. So I started eating more potatoes. Um, my carbohydrates actually increased and I felt better. Mm -hmm. And so I just started paying attention to my body more instead of the really high fat diet that I had been on before I went more higher carbohydrate and that felt better. And so I kind of just did this little shift and then years later. So this was just, um, this past year, I was introduced to the bean protocol through another podcast and the bean protocol is all about fiber. It is all about soluble fiber. And, getting any sort of toxins or excess hormones out of your body. And so if you're dealing with rosacea, eczema, if you're dealing with infer- infertility, mm. if you're dealing with acne. It has a ton of um, a ton to do with the amount of soluble fiber you're getting into your diet. So I started listening to this podcast, started reading up about the bean protocol and it was all about beans, which I hadn't eaten in 10 years right, because of the paleo diet. Right. And I was always like, well, I get gassy when I eat beans. So right? my body's telling me to not have these beans. I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what do I have to lose? I don't want to have acne anymore. And I've dealt with acne my whole life. I've been on Accutane. It comes back. And I obviously, this is a hormonal thing that's going on. Because when I go through times of stress, like when I almost lost my dog,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my acne goes crazy. When I overexercise, my acne goes crazy. Uh-huh. So it's these hormonal issues are going on. So I said, fuck it again. And I'm <laughs> gonna eat these beans. I'm gonna eat beans six times a day. And wow. it was-
0: Did you start out at six? Or did you start out with like once a day and then yeah. twice a day? Or did you just do what the do whole overachieve? You overachieved? Overachieved. You started with six. <laughs> like six.
1: hard. So how'd that go? So I first quit coffee altogether.
0: Which is already just the most punishing thing ever. It's so
1: sad. It is so sad. And so I started the bean protocol eating beans six times a day. And I cut out coffee at the same time. So I was having a <gasps> liver detox effect. So when you say six times a day, like a quarter to a third of a cup? Yeah, I was having about a fourth of a cup. Oh, okay, yeah. Six times a day. yeah. And then I cut out coffee. So you have this liver detox effect while you're having the withdrawals from coffee. And it was, it was wild because I had crazy headaches and I never get headaches. But I also had pain near my liver. What? This radiating pain and I had full body aches like I had the flu. And I was like, what is going on? This, if this is just full um addiction to coffee, because I was having like one and a half cups a day. Nothing like that's not crazy. crazy. And it's
0: but I'm a I was normal
1: like, addiction to coffee. And yeah, normal. <laughs> and it made it made me like question coffee. I was like, should I not be drinking this? Is this is coffee gonna be the new smoking in the future? I mean
0: based off this there's like withdrawal. I remember watching this program a long, long time ago. Uh, it was like drug. it was something about drugs and it was ranking schedule, Is like they have scheduled drugs. And it was, it was way back in the day and it was trying to decide which drugs fit into which schedule of drug, like legal, illegal, which level, and cocaine and coffee were on the same level. And this is yes. a long time ago, so if my memory doesn't serve me, I'm sorry, but this is what I remember. And they were on the same level and then obviously one was decided to be legal and one's illegal. Whoa. So you might be right. Maybe someday coffee will be just like hard to find and illegal and all of a sudden all kinds of other stuff will be legal that we never got.
1: I've never done cocaine, so I don't know if it feels (laughs) quite the same. I would hope it was a little more exciting than coffee, but... (laughs) I truly wonder if that's not as enjoyable because everybody
0: loves to wake up with their cup of coffee don't they
1: it was so hard to change over I was drinking like hot water with lemon oh
0: Oh, terrible terrible Terrible. and it's also so ritualistic you know I think there's a lot of things that we do in our patterns in our days that just like feel like morning they feel like a like afternoon lunch snack they feel like Friendship. Fun at night. They fi- feel like friendship. They yep. feel- There's like so much routine yes. that we end up liking and yeah. getting used to that make us feel good and feel normal. So, wow, mm-hmm. you just flip that upside down. How yes. did the bean thing go? Was it comfortable? Because like when I have beans too, because I eat paleo and have since 2000 and, uh, well, gluten-free, dairy-free starting in like 2013 mm-hmm. and then f- paleo starting in 2004. Was that 2016? Beginning of 2016. Okay. Yeah. 15 or 16.
1: It was rough. Mm-hmm. I farted nonstop <laughs> for three months. And like, thankfully we were in quarantine at that point. Like this was or not. Um, yes. <laughs> like,
0: like, like I'm going to go take Jackson
1: for a walk. That's, yes. that's your dog. And um, and, and yeah. we have a long couch <laughs> and so we can be on like separate sides. So I could, you know, get away with it. Um, It was definitely rough. I'm like, is this ever going to change? Yeah. And so there's a fermentation stage that your body goes through with beans. And then once you get past it, you don't deal with that unless you have a bean that just doesn't maybe work with your system. Sure. Some are
0: worse, right? Yes. So
1: chickpeas, um, garbanzo beans, and lentils are rough for me Much more gassy. Yeah. But I'll play around with that and test it out, see if if I can get away with a little bit. Um, But I still get... What kinds do you eat? i do mostly black beans are like my favorite they just work best for me pinto beans um cannellini beans Mm -hmm. and butter beans Mm. those are the four that i probably eat the most Mm -hmm. Um, and they're easily available you can Mm -hmm. find them pretty easily Uh, so i started eating beans this first month i went i dove in i cut out the coffee i started eating six times a day and within two weeks my skin started to clear up and then within a month, my skin had like half cleared up. Wow. And then two months, it just continued to improve. And not only did my skin start to improve, but I, I honestly felt leaner. And then my skin was like glowing everywhere it was it was crazy how big wow. of a difference that soluble fiber. We should probably be helped. eating beans right now then. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have a couple bags I know. in another room. <laughs> I, I know. Brought them I with almost me. had some and then I'm like, well, I got them with me. I always pack them with me when I travel. I like pack them in my <laughs> check Most case. people pack like nuts. Most people pack like, you know, bars. You got beans. I got beans. <laughs> I even there's like these little I forget what kind of beans they are, but they're like a snacking bean. So they're like crunchy. So you mm. can pack those okay. with you. So I find little ways to get beans in as much as possible. I blend them into my smoothies. And you can literally, you just get black beans or pinto beans mm. or butter beans, rinse them off, and then put them in your smoothie. And you cannot tell at all. And you yeah. just need like a fourth cup. Sure, You don't need a ton. Yeah, And they just blend perfectly in there.
0: Does that help make them make you less gassy too if it's like, in a drink, no, just all the same. I haven't experienced that yet. All yeah, the same. it's about the same. So the three months came, and then it finally cleared up. Like you finally, like your stomach was normal. Yes, it, it like only took a sucked. month for your skin to get better and for you to feel better.
1: Yeah, but then three month, months, you three were, months, it was like my your. I guess um, I think I forget what it was. Something happens, like your skin turns over every three months or something like oh. that. Um, so every three months, I would see a drastic change and it would just get i'd get tremendously better at 3 months um, how i digested the beans and how my skin looked and so now my skin pretty pretty much only acts up around my period whenever i just have a hormonal spike but if you pay attention to when your period is coming you can up your bean intake to really help get those hormones out of your body as they're spiking before wow. it's and so medicine then, yes it is and you can literally do two like 2 tablespoons of beans every hour every 2 hours just to get extra in just to help because what happens is the hormones attach to the beans and I'm totally butchering this like please people if they're listening to this listen, listen to the professionals who Karen Heard or Unique Hammond they know what they're talking about um but the hormones bind to the beans and then you're able to obviously excrete them and so the more you get beans into your diet throughout the day, the more availability it has to cling the hormones to cling to beans. And then you can get rid of them. Oh, wow. So you want to make sure people ask, like, well, can I just eat like one big serving a day? But if your goal is to really help with those hormonal issues, you want to get them throughout the day kind of mm-hmm. every hour, every two mm-hmm. hours or so.
0: What other kind of things do you have that are not paleo um, that don't that don't bother you?
1: A rice. Oh. i do a ton of rice i love rice um we had black rice last night i never cooked black rice and it was delicious yeah um i'll do gluten-free bread sometimes um some different types of chips uh those are the main things yeah i try yes. to stay away from sugar yeah just because it doesn't make me feel good and will cause more skin yeah. issues so those are the main things is some gluten-free stuff and when i eat out more if um, if we're on vacation and there's something I want to try, I'll always try it. Mm-hmm. There are just some things like fried food. I don't crave fried food. Right. I don't. It all want. tastes the same. Yes. And it's just like it's, it's sometimes nice to have that crunchy outside on some things. But like last night there were tempura fried um, squash, squash blossoms, blossoms available, right? and then she said it was a gluten free flour, and then I almost wanted to get it. Yeah. But it still just has that oily yeah. like, coating that yeah. kind of gets in your mouth. So. Yeah. Other than that, I'll always Well, have she said it was weddings. chickpea,
0: and then I went, oh,
1: boy, that's not a good idea. I know. <laughs> I know.
0: It was like, gluten-free chickpea. Oh, well. I know. I bet those are so good. They probably were so it good. Maybe we should go say. back. Yes. That place was really good. <laughs> yeah, the food, in, the food in here is so amazing. So. so the other thing was that gives you an indication through your skin is too much working out. And so this is where when you were on your way here, and I'm like, you can help me learn how to take rest days. Yes. And so I am so fascinated with, the physical journey of going, because I'm right with you at like CrossFit, like multiple workouts a day and just, you know, thinking that since I can, I should. And the real truth is, is that I really can't and nobody really can. It's not, it's totally detrimental to your health. And I mean, I think even CrossFit themselves knows that like games athlete level people, like that's not real CrossFit. Like Mm -hmm. that's not, you know, like you said, there's all kinds of body shapes and sizes out there Um, so it's not about training like that it's about being fit for life and that's one of the things with CrossFit that I respect is that they really really originated with learning how to move your body and being able to move your body so that for the rest of your life you can do things like pick up a box and that's a deadlift and then reach for something and that's a pull-up and then you know there's just it's meant to be very functional and um, being not necessarily the best in any one area but good in all of them Mm -hmm. and um, so I'm right there with you with with loving crossfit and loving so much about it there really are so many great things it's so encouraging and it is nice to be in an atmosphere where you know it's you're celebrated for being strong instead of celebrated for being skinny
1: yeah
0: and um i i like that too uh but there is some downsides and it's it's not my sister said it best we went and got our level one years back we went and did it at the ranch which was really fun oh that's cool and we were on our way to the 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 um the certification and she goes you know it's not crossfit that gets you hurt it's your ego and it's like 100 so true yeah because i mean the class itself is you know not super overwhelming mm-hmm. sometimes a workout can be but it's the fact that you're like i could do more that gets you yeah so between that and then learning how to take rest days like this big arc of four like three four workouts a day to three four workouts a week I want to hear how you did it and how you trusted it. And then all the things that happened, because I think there's probably a lot of people out there that suffer the same thing. And, um, and also then, you know, even from my own journey, as I've shared with you, some of the more personal, like things that I'm, I'm testing out and doing, and I'm going to talk about that myself on a, on a whole solo episode about all the things that I've been doing, but just how, um, sometimes when things aren't going right, you think I'll double down on this or I'll double down on that. And that kind of exponentially makes things worse. And so Mm -hmm. I just think that it's such like, thank you for doing this so that I can listen and learn.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's what I think is when you start CrossFit, you get some crazy results. You do. Physical results, strength results. Totally. It's like, Within a year or
0: two, you're like, this is the coolest thing ever.
1: Yes. Every day you go in and you are able to do something new Mm -hmm. depending on how consistent you are. If you are very consistent, if you're going five, six workouts a week, you are seeing big strength increases. You're getting your first pull up. Maybe you're getting a muscle up or ring dip. Like you're just able to do something new all the time. So where your mind goes, if I can get this much out of six workouts, what if I do two a days? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I can do a strength session and then a CrossFit class. And that's where I started when I was still in uh, college. I would do a strength portion in the morning at the CrossFit gym. They let me come in and just do my strength portion, and then I would go to a CrossFit class at night, which usually would include some sort of strength mm-hmm. and then some sort of metcon afterwards. And so I started doing two a days, and lo and behold, more results. Right. Like okay, this is awesome. Cool. So then I'm putting
0: the work in, getting rewarded. In.
1: Yep. And then I was competing, so I just wanted to get better and stronger. I didn't have any coach telling me how to do it. So I was like, well, I'll just figure it out on my own. And I also worked at five CrossFit gyms. So what happens when you work at CrossFit gyms is people ask you to work out afterwards. There's other coaches around. And so they're like, hey, do you wanna go do a workout now? I'm like, yeah, I do. So sometimes I I was doing four workouts a day. And then my rest days, I felt very guilty about resting. And so I'd run five miles. I would do row sprints. I would do uphill sprints. And so my rest days were active rest days, body weight Hmm. workouts, and I was never resting. I was just completely beating my central nervous system down, never recovering. And, but I was getting results. I was continually lifting heavier Mm -hmm. and I hadn't hit the wall yet. And I competed in regionals in 2011 and then did better in 2012, I put 30 pounds on in a year by simply fucking working out wow. all the time.
0: yeah.
1: And then I got 11th in 2011 and then 8th in 2012. And so some improvement. And then in 2000, right after that regionals, I injured my shoulder in a workout. And that was my first like big injury where it was like, okay, something's weird. How did I do that? What were you doing? Uh, snatch. It was a one rep max snatch in a competition. Mm -hmm. And so I injured my shoulder. And so that kind of pulled me back a little bit. And then I would look in the mirror. My acne was out of control. I mean, it was so bad cystic acne Mm -hmm. all around my face. I was 30 pounds heavier. I literally looked in the mirror and I remember crying my face off because I'm like, I don't know who I am. I don't recognize myself. Who is this person? And now I'm thinking, what I'm, whatever I'm doing is not working. So I need to do the opposite, but my identity is CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I am CrossFit. I've created that. I am paleo. Mm-hmm. And so saying that I'm not that anymore, when, you, when you're younger, you're so attached to um, identities. And so to say that I'm not a CrossFit enter- anymore was like, no way could I do that.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was like, okay, I'm just going to cut back. And you loved
0: it. It wasn't that you hated CrossFit. Loved it. Right? I love it. You know?
1: I coached full-time. And I, you know, was known for that in the community. And all my friends were CrossFitters. I met my husband at CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Like, my whole life was around it. And so to say that I'm not going to go to the gym as often was really hard. And it was really – it made you feel like you were lazy, Hmm. When I'm saying, like, okay, I'm only gonna work out once a day <laughs> instead of it. four times a day. I get it. Like I like to think that I went from maybe 21 workouts a week to five workouts a week, like that's a huge difference. Yes. So I was like, okay, no, you're gonna stick with it. You are going to lift lighter because your body aches everywhere and you have injuries, and you are going to do way less workouts and you're gonna stick with this. And I I cried through workouts because the coaches and my friends there would be like, why aren't you doing 95 pound Right. Clusters?
0: Why are you using sixty-five? Thr- yeah. Why are you RXing it? Why aren't you why, why aren't you RX plusing it?
1: Yes. And they're like, no, put more weight on the bar. And I was like, no. Like, come on,
0: Julie, you know you can do more.
1: Yes. And these were people I looked up to and they were my peers. And they're like, Julie, come on, don't, don't do that. You're a coach. You need to do prescribed. And I would cry through workouts, knowing that I could physically do, do something and I wasn't doing it. So, and I, but I told myself, I'm going to do this. And so I started trying other workouts too. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do more uh, cardio based stuff. And so then I started doing Orange Theory, you know, same hit style training, m- longer workouts, yep. but very high intensity. Um, I How'd started running more.
0: Did you notice a change when you started sort of shifting the programming? No. Okay.
1: I didn't see a change. I felt more so like it was leading to injuries because it was like nonstop running. Sure. Going through Repetition. like tons of repetitions. Mm-hmm. So but I just was trying to find my new thing, my new yeah. identity. I just mm-hmm. needed to find a new identity. Mm-hmm. And so Orange Theory didn't work. I tried Pilates. I tried, have you ever tried a VersaClimber class?
0: No, but I've tried a versa climber for sure. Yes, I've definitely used a versa They're so brutal. I did
1: that. They're brutal. Brutal. But you, you're so addicted to pain, and yep. putting your body through pain, and you think that if you didn't work that hard and you're not drenched in sweat, that you you're didn't not, really work out. Yeah, that you're not getting anything. I get you're it. not going to see change. And so, it was step by step. I started decreasing my weights more and more in CrossFit, and it took me three years, but I lost 30 pounds in three years. That's amazing. By simply, yeah, cutting back, which is like normal weight loss for a human being. Mm-hmm. And just by slowly cutting back in weights and being more lenient with my diet, because mm-hmm. I was like eating a ton of nut butters. Cause you know, that was kind of where paleo was at. I'm like, sure. Well, nut butter doesn't work well for me and my skin issues. So why am I doing this? I'm going to have some more potatoes instead of having a higher fat.
0: So do you think there was a big calorie shift or do you think it was just some sort of energetic freedom, food freedom? I think both. You know, because like it's one thing to change the food and be like not mention that you're eating drastically less calories or or less calories. Um, but sometimes I think there's some energy behind it, too, of just not getting attached too much, not thinking so much about the weight and more about the um enjoyment more about the freedom less punishment more flow
1: well and it's less cortisol then because you're not stressing yeah so that's what i think was one of the main things i definitely obviously calories are a huge part of uh weight loss but i think that shift in uh stress hormone that happened in my body by working out less and by stressing less about food yeah because i just i stopped thinking about it all the time it didn't consume my entire day Mm -hmm. And so I slowly started losing weight, feeling so much better. I would wake up without aches and pains. And then the less I did CrossFit, the better I felt, and the more I wanted to try different types of workouts. So I wanted to try more strength-based workouts. So I started doing more bodybuilder style workouts where you're doing a three by 10 or a three by six or mm-hmm. a two by 12, very simple things where I'm not increasing my heart rate, that much, you know, yeah. you get a little spike right. and then it comes back down. But it's not CrossFit where you're tasting blood in your lungs, yeah. where you have to lie on the floor afterwards. You're yeah. more so like, ooh, oh, my butt's cramping a little bit. Yeah. Your legs are feeling tired. Right. But right. you're never laying on the floor acting like a dead fish, you know, right. like wailing in pain. And I started doing that and I continually felt better. I didn't have pain in my traps anymore, which I had had for seven years. I didn't have any. And you had in traps too. Yes. Because
0: when you clean the bar and you pull
1: it up, constant cleaning, constant <laughs> Actually cleaning since it. I've
0: done less CrossFit too, because I really haven't been to a CrossFit class and doesn't mean I haven't done CrossFit moves. I mean yeah. I still clean the bar. I still Same. I mean you still do some of that stuff too. Totally. Um but I don't do CrossFit exact like only. And it's probably been what was that? It's probably been since the beginning of twenty. So it's probably been a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed is that when I put my um purse on my shoulder with the strap it doesn't just fall right off because when your traps are so big things just slide right off yes yes
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that the other
0: day I that's was like so funny I think my, sh- that. my strap stays on my shoulder now
1: yeah yeah like you're you get huge traps with CrossFit because yeah. there's so much pulling moments mm. like mm-hmm. you just do so much pulling and I noticed as I started getting into these different style workouts so much what was lacking in crossfit like Mm -hmm. a lot of unilateral movements a lot of lateral movements yeah i had really not much strength in my inner thighs Mm -hmm. and outer leg like i just was missing a lot of strength in my glutes and i started doing a lot more glute work because i just wanted to build a bigger butt but it really improved my squat i didn't have hip pain anymore that i had had during crossfit so i was seeing these really great improvements from doing less crossfit and then I would go to a class and just drop into a class and I have a competitive nature just comes back and I don't I don't want to lessen my weight. I don't want to reduce my weight and I don't want to be last and so I push it really hard. Yeah, and we talked about this. Destroyed. It's so
0: it's so hard. You go it's in really there and hard. you're like, you know, it's like an addict and you're like Oh, my! God. Oh, I can totally do bar muscle-ups. I haven't done them in a year and a half, but why not? Yes. Let's do it. Like the Open yes. came about this year, and it was like the Open had, a, had a, um, a clean and jerk and then bar muscles up in the same workout. It was like something with bar muscle-ups, and then afterwards you had to find your one rep max for a clean and jerk. And I was doing bar muscle-ups, and I mean I can do them, but I hadn't done them in at that point like, I don't know, a year mm-hmm. and um, or nine months at least or something like that, maybe over a year because I had done a lot less hanging on the bar even when I was there at the end because I felt like my upper body was just so built. Yeah. And uh, But I was like, screw it, it's the open. And I was by myself. So imagine what happens when I go to an actual, actual gym and I get like, you know, prodded into, or like my own guilt, really. It's not yeah. anybody else always. And I did them and I... I did the clean and jerk too, and I was surprised that I did. I think I got like 135 for the 130 for the clean and jerk, and I was surprised because yeah. it's pretty close to a one rep max for me ever. Big time. And I, but I still reported back to my girl, my my sister Brooke and my other friend Aaron who were all really into working out together, um, and we're doing the Boston Marathon together. So we love working out. And I told, I texted them afterwards, and I was like, guys, I forgot how to CrossFit. <laughs> like I sucked at my bar muscle yeah. ups. I was like, you know. Um, but it gets so easy to get pulled back oh in
1: and you don't, I don't know if you were like this, but I don't like disappointing people. Sure. And so when a coach who I've been friends with for years and who I've looked up to, and we've had a great bond when he says you should do this, I don't want to let him down. Sure. And even I have a personal trainer now and he'll put a weight on the barbell and I'm like, I can't do that. And I know in my head, I can't do that, but I'm going to try because I don't want to let him down. Yeah. And I know he's watching and I do really well with an audience, which is probably why I'm on social media all the time. <laughs> but I, am, I do great with an audience and I don't you do great without out. an audience unless you just need me. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I or
0: one person, I should say. Yes.
1: It's, I mean, I just need an audience. I mean, dogs here, too. Like, Ella, she's doing great. You're doing great, Ella. Yes. I'm performing for Ella all the time. <laughs> and so I, I don't want to let anybody down and I definitely don't want to let myself down. And so when that workout comes up and yeah. I know I can physically do it, mm-hmm. it's going to suck yeah. and I'm going to pay for it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of have to stay out yeah. of CrossFit altogether to not get pulled back in there because the community is so beautiful. Yep I I loved going to the gym. I would be in the worst mood. I would be devastated. Something happened, crying, and I would walk into that gym and all the weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was mm-hmm. just such an amazing community. And I think people feel that way everywhere in CrossFit. You've been to a gym that you haven't liked and you've been to a gym that changes your life for the better. And CrossFit really did. It changed my entire life for the better. Mm -hmm. And I will still go back to it once in a while. Um, I don't need it in my life now, but it will change people's lives in such impactful ways, whether that's the people they meet, whether it's the workouts they do, whether it's just the community that lifts them up in times of pain. And mm-hmm. I've seen them, you know, put on uh, fundraisers together for people in the CrossFit community. What's going on? Like, totally. it's such an amazing community. Yeah. And I got to be part of that. Yeah. And, oh, I love it. It's hard, it'll, for, it'll make me, it's like, hard for us overachievers
0: to, over to, uh, yes. to do, do the one class. Yes, it, oh. is. it is. And and just anyone. But so where have you landed now? Where's your where's the happy place now with the amount of with the frequency
1: and then the style of workouts? Yes. So, you know, I was working 21 workouts a week or so. <laughs> and then now I I work out with a personal trainer twice a week um, because we have a home gym at home, but it's so nice after especially after a year of not seeing anybody, not being in gyms getting back into a gym atmosphere after i coached in one for seven years six seven years i couldn't wait to get back to a gym where i could see the same people all the time i could make new friends Mm -hmm. and i could also not have to program for myself and not have to tell myself what to do i just walk in and someone has already done it for me because you you make up workouts all the
0: time i mean on your on your page you know you have tons of workouts which I've used so many times for inspiration so cool Um, and I've loved them when you were like one of the first ones that started that I was following that started breaking it up into little videos Mm -hmm. to show the moves and I was like thank you finally
1: yes when you'd have to wait for the move to come right video and
0: we just nobody has a patience to last for a whole minute so yes. I'm like I just need <laughs> yes. I just need three seconds three okay got it yep okay got it Um, so um, which is super cool you led the way for me to well that's learn I, but that's awesome
1: <laughs> I, I program for workouts on Instagram just to give free workouts I um, program workouts for myself for testing programs and then I create fitness programs and so have somebody program for me is like Thank you, and yeah. and fill in the spots that I am lacking yeah. because I have so much to learn still. And as we've talked about, you can learn something from every single person you meet. Yeah, and there are far better trainers out there than me. And so I found this trainer who, through a friend, who he actually went to the same program as I did at, at CSU at Colorado State, um, and he is a phenomenal trainer. And I've learned so much from him and I've experienced so much and I've created such a strong friendship with him as well that it has brought so much joy into my life. And so I train with him twice a week. I train at my house once or twice a week and then I go to um, Pilates, which is right next door to the personal training studio um, just to do something totally different that feels so foreign and so weird because it's so different than Mm -hmm. strength training. And then I also in the summers I run Red Rocks because I just like being outside and just doing something. So you do like five weeks, five workouts a week. Yeah, and then in the winter I was doing three for a while. Um, If I'm stressed, I cut back on my workouts. Got it. Yeah, I don't work out more, which you know we've been told you know. CrossFit or CrossFit, working out as a stress reliever because, mm-hmm. you know, it brings you endorphins. Well, if you're stressed, you're putting your body in another state of stress. So you're just doubling that cortisol in your I body. I mean, if I
0: got tired ever, like in the past 10 years or maybe eight years at least, if I was tired, I'd be like, I'm just going to go work out. I know that'll wake yes. me up.
1: Yes. I didn't, I didn't sleep.
0: I didn't no. sleep. I would go do more. Isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: And we. I don't know if it's just our... American community. I don't know if it's like that around the world, but we're just ta- we're taught to um, work harder at all times, work and then work harder. And if you are not the person who sleeps the, mo- the smallest amount of time, who yeah. does multiple workouts a day, well, you're the lazy one. Yeah. And nobody wants to be the lazy one. And so if you're an overachiever, you definitely don't want to be and so it's a really hard shift to go, to go from multiple workouts a week to just three. But I found the more I rested, the more results I was getting. Cause I was building this muscle, but I was creating all this inflammation and I was constant, constantly inflamed. Yeah. And as I rested, that inflammation went down and then I would see this like new muscle in my leg or see this new muscle in my arm or see my core more. Like I was finally able to see these mm. results all by resting. So I was like, "Okay, that's I'm going to stick
0: with this." That's amazing. So you have, and you have workout programs. We were talking about this today on our on our hike. But you have six programs. Well, how many cookbooks do you have? You have cookbooks, workout programs. Like, if people yeah. are interested in following along with one of your programs or part of your food journey, mm-hmm. where do they find that?
1: So I have three cookbooks. You can get them all on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, like all those kind of different booksellers. Um, those came out in 2000. 13, 14, and 15, I kind of did three back to back. And then this past year in 2020, I started launching fitness programs. And that's what I always had wanted to do since I was going to be a personal trainer that I was always going to be in the fitness space. I had programmed workouts for myself or the gym. And so I always wanted to create fitness programs. And then I found the right team to really be able to launch it in the way I wanted to. Um, and so I think I have six uh, maybe seven and then I might be I'm launching my eighth which is going to be my um, uh, my next programs three times a week it's gonna be my align program mm. and so it's really just aligning your life that you can enjoy your life get a great workout in and then live the rest of your life without having to obsess about getting five workouts in a week, because that's really challenging for a lot of people. And most of my programs in the past have been five workouts a week. And that's just sometimes people can't fit it in and they feel guilty about it. So I created a program that people could fit into their weekly schedule, whether you're a busy mom, whether your job is all over the place you're a doctor you work nights you're able to get these three workouts in that are going to be full body workouts that are going to really push you in the gym and get a great workout in but they're not going to destroy you either so you can't work out the rest of the week or can't do the things you love like go hiking or go biking or whatever so yeah Yeah. it's evolved from cookbooks to fitness programs yeah yeah
0: and it's going to continue to evolve because I have no doubt that there'll be some, I don't know how it's gonna come in or what the, what the realization of this new phase is gonna be, but the reason why we're here is today and like actually together is because of connecting more on the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was be. I think you said it was like Christmas time or something like that. You had yeah. posted something about wanting to know about past lives. And I had, maybe it was because I had tagged you in a workout, and maybe we, we had had a DM or two before that, but I, I don't think we had talked that much. No. But i just reached out and said have you ever had an akashic reading Mm -hmm. and you're like no but what what is this and so i had had one just recently and so i had an akashic reader for you if you if you wanted one and so anyway fast forward and then i i followed up and i said something like did you ever get that reading and you're like no but thanks for reminding me let me book that and then you booked it right then and you like to send a message when you booked it for you like done it's the 24th whatever yeah and um and then you had it done and And that kind of led to more conversation because of, you know, it's something that a lot of people don't know as much about about me. I think they have a good indication now if they follow me enough. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't and you only know me as a race car driver, you probably have no idea I'm super spiritual and I'm super into um quantum physics and the nature of reality and and all of that stuff and so but but we've connected on that and this is such a fun phase because as we've been talking since you got here about all these different things you're like i don't know about that yet and there's like so many different uh rabbit holes we can go down um and so you there's so much coming there's going to be so much coming at you and so much change too i should say that like it you can't your old life your new life is going to cost you your old one so in some ways there will be transitions mm-hmm. and it might show up through i mean for everybody it's different it shows up through work it shows up through relationships friendships family um it show but it can show up through you know might this might be the manifestation shift of your name changing mm-hmm. first for your social and for the business things like that could shift as you enter into this space more and grow and expand and really like um you know I don't know the right word. It's like.
1: I mean, change. Yeah,
0: it's change. It's right. Change, yeah. yeah. So what Um, like what on like what gave you this curiosity yes. about any because there's sometimes there's something that happens that, you know, you watch something, you read something and all of a sudden or maybe you have an experience with, you know, relationships and you know, traumas and things like that, but like what was it that made you interested in spirituality and wanting to know more about everything from past lives to um, reality
1: to, uh, you know, the spiritual world? So the first thing that happened was I went to Bali and my girlfriend, Jess, I met my friend Jess there and she said, hey, would you guys be down for an astrology reading, a birth chart reading? Uh, I booked one for you just as like a gift. I booked one for you and Brian, your husband. And I think it'd just be really fun. She did mine and it was really cool. And so we met up with this astrologer at a little restaurant. We were in like a little loft area and she uh, read, I think Brian's first. And I was like, did you wow. sit there for it? Yeah. Cause that's like kind of interesting cause it's, it can be a little personal. I know. And that's, I've heard that with people but we had no idea what was going to happen. Sure. I, I knew nothing about birth chart readings, nothing. Okay, I knew I was a Taurus. That's it. I didn't know what Brian was. I didn't know anything about astrology. So she definitely, I'm sure she held back with a couple things, like just knowing we were together and, you know, she's told me kind of some stuff over time, (laughs) but she, um, she read Brian's, I think first, and then she read mine and she was spot on about the relationship with my mom, about, um, my fears of getting, being pregnant or having a child. Um, she was spot on about my job. She was like, it's showing that you like have, um, like a obsession with food, but you should definitely be in business with food. Is that like what you do? Like, are you in huh. food? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. And then, um, she was like, you should be in publishing. And I was like, well, I've already published three cookbooks. And she's like, you need to keep publishing. And then, then I published all my fitness programs. Yep. Um, and so she just had all these things that were like, insanely spot on it blew my mind I started crying at one point I was like was she American
0: what? or was she she was from New Balinese. Zealand okay she was New Zealand yeah okay Zealand. so
1: that I mean like it's not like she follows you and could like no. you know
0: I mean no. she could have from
1: New Zealand but a totally. less likely chance very less likely like it was in Bali she gave you know Jess gave her my name like she yeah would have been very hard to look up and know all the personal stuff about children and my mom, you'd have to do a lot of re- research to dig into a podcast to find that out. Sure. So, um, and then she had same, some similar stuff with Brian, like really spot on stuff. And so I went back just like my mind blown from it. I was like, that was so insane. And I started kind of getting into astrology, started just looking at very, you know, nothing like crazy, just like the fun stuff online, Yeah. reading more into that. And then Uh, My friend, Jess, again, she just always looks up these different things. She found out about a Marconic reading. What's that? So it's this spiritual, it's very much uh, a spirit, uh, a healer kind of talks to your spirit guides. So you're lying on a table, kind of has like a Reiki type vibe to it. Um, And then she talks to your spirit guides and then she tells you what they said. Mm -hmm. And that was another one where um, she asked if I... She's like, I see you as a person who inspires others. They're saying like, you're a person who teaches others how to do things. Like, And she asked what I did. And I told her I was like in fitness programs and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, I see you being more of a mentor role in the future. And then I had another reading somewhere else. And they said like a mentor role. So these like kind of similar things kept popping up. And then with the, uh, I, I just started feeling more like, I have past lives. I don't know what made me feel that way. If it was just something I read and it just connected with me. Mm -hmm. I think one of my girlfriends once said, um, you know, there's the idea that we have past lives and then we have the same. A social group that we did in past lives so yep. if you you meet someone and you feel connected to them right away it's because you were connected in a past life and that just stuck with me for some reason and connected with me and I loved that idea this fast forwards to the beginning of the conversation when I said yes. in the past
0: lives and of course it's felt easy because we were together in past lives which yes. is what the, the Akashic readers told you yes. about us yes because we have the
1: same reader yes so then you you reached out about the Akashic reading and I've just been open to try anything and everything. Sure. Because I get monthly forecasts from my astrologer from Bali, every month she does a birth chart, little reading, just a small 10, 15 minute recording of what's to come. And it was funny because I was trying all these Uh, different reading sessions and she told me in one of my calls recently that this year is going to be big for spirituality for you so be really open to saying yes to anything trying anything oh boy and so if something comes up I'm like yes so I booked a a Reiki session I booked the Akashic reading I just booked a tarot card reading and I'm just finding what connects with me because I, I was never raised religious I didn't connect with organized religion I never understood it I went to church when I was a little younger tried it out and I was like this doesn't make sense to me and just like someone would feel that way with spiritual with uh, an Akashic reading or a past life or a different idea they're like that doesn't make sense to me organized religion never makes made sense to me Mm -hmm. but I've wanted for this past year I've wanted to find a deeper connection to the world around me why am I here what is my purpose where did I come from What is my journey after this and i I may never know the answers to all of that but why not try start digging just like people dig into history why shouldn't i do that the same way in my own way and when i had the akashic reading she was like oh yeah of course you and danica get along you have the same you have a very similar past life um experience and she had some incredibly spot-on things about uh just me as a person um i asked her if i would ever have children because i've always questioned that and she she laughed and she's like oh yeah she's right here and my astrologer said that you're gonna have a daughter someday it's a feminine energy um isn't that crazy when you like talk to them they're like oh yeah they're right here and you're like yeah what do they look like then really what do you mean like holy crap you know you just want to yes. like tap into that right yeah so matter of fact and she she was such a warm and kind Oh, she's so sweet. Yeah, her energy is great. And she just had this spot on, spot on over and over. But then it also made me, as soon as I got off the phone with her, I was like, I'm going to start meditating. Mm. She just said something that connected with me. I'm going to start meditating. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to start looking at crystals. And so all these things have just been little stepping stones of trying things that I don't know anything about. But what if something connects with me? And what if something helps me get a better understanding of where I came from and who I am and what my future may look like mm-hmm. and purpose, like it gives me more purpose to be an even better person yeah. and to have empathy for people because it gives you a more connection to the world around you yeah. and people who are going through the same struggles with as you are, but in different ways. And when you get attacked online or a person is mean to you in a grocery store line or cuts you off in traffic. It gives you empathy for the person and compassion for the person and the struggles they're going through. And that's what spirituality has given me as I'm on this very early new road. And where is this gonna take me business-wise? Where is this gonna take me in my relationships, my friendships? Right. But it's given me compassion for the world around me, which is- Has that
0: been the main shift that you've felt so far? Yeah, yeah. So like, how is that showing up in your life differently now?
1: I felt very defensive online before where I had Mm -hmm. to always defend myself when someone said something negative or prove myself right or act like I knew everything. And now I can just be like, what is that? I've never heard of that. Oh, I've never heard a word, that word. I I don't have that vocabulary. Oh, you don't like me. That's okay. Not everybody's going to like me. And Mm -hmm. I hope that whatever you're struggling with that causes you to lash out at me, I hope you get through that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's opened me up to understanding that we are all human beings learning things and figuring things out, and that's okay if we don't know everything and It's actually a really beautiful thing that to know that we know very, very, very little, and we have so much learning to go, yeah, so that's what I've gotten from spirituality, and I can't wait to see where it takes me in what direction, and you know if it takes me into travel, if it takes me into different experiences.
0: Have you heard? I mean, what do you think it's going to be like? Because I'll,
1: what do you think it's going to be like? the The path of spirituality. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I want now. I want to know what you think it's going to be because I think I'm going to dive deep. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna. It's going to cause me to travel different places and do things on my own. I think I might do a meditation retreat. Um, a lot of breath work different experiences that give me a different feeling of tapping into my inner soul a little Mm. bit more um but i don't
0: i don't know long term well have you ever seen those memes on social media where by the way you're never going to stop i mean once you've started now it's it's very very uncommon that someone ever stops the ball rolling once you get it going in the in this aspect of growth i mean it's really about growth but i think and i think that And I hope I don't make anyone mad, but, you know, I think spirituality is is kind of the the word for kind of including everything. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of inclusion in spirituality. There's a lot of understanding and um, it's very open minded. And I think that it's kind of. a different path than religion organized religion that can feel pretty regimented and mm-hmm. it's kind of one way and that's the way it is and you believe these things and so um, I that's why I call it like it's really about growth and um, so you're you're really never gonna I don't think you'll ever stop that so I'm what I'm gonna tell you is not going to deter you. deter you Um, Because you've already seen the beautiful benefits and there's always beautiful benefits. But here's the problem is it ends up going you have to go through like um, really big growth periods where it's uh, growing pains and there's always going to be pain with growth. Mm -hmm. And um, and there is going to be like what I like to call like an alchemization of old energy. Like it has to burn down to the ground before it can be born again into something new, and that burning it down is really painful. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of the things that are painful include looking at ourselves in a much, much, much more uh, deep and meaningful and intentional way, and accountable. Like that's probably been the big thing that's changed the most for me in my life is the accountability that I have for myself, how I show up, my reactions. Um, and it's just like a never ending journey. Um, but but the, what I was going to say is on Instagram, how they have what we thought the spiritual journey would look like. And it's like kittens yes. and rainbows and it looks so great. And then what the spiritual journey is really like. And it has like someone that's super distraught, like makeup down their face and their hair is a mess. And there's like Kleenex box next to them. Because I've gone through iterations of really big burning down of certain things. And realizations of things that are going on um because you know it, it really forces you to look at the truth of what's going on in situations to realize and 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 the truth will come through and so sometimes it's like and i think in a lot of situations with a lot of people they kind of stay reg- stay in the same place and don't change a lot and don't grow mm-hmm. so there tends to not be these burn down fears theory- periods there's not these yeah. growth spurts these pains um because nothing's changing so it's all just kind of status quo um but once you're on the journey it's 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 gonna keep going mm-hmm. and i was just listening to a podcast uh, with lewis house and, and 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 i can't remember i think Shafali, dr shefali is her name um and she was talking about having her own sort of you know n- newfound sort of realization and she's in her 40s with kids and it just happened and she's been doing meditation retreats since she was 21 so wow. like you know that's a pretty long journey and it's kind of surprising that you're still going to have these really really big growth spurts where you know it takes a lot of pain to go through what you needed to go through to realize something so it's never going to end but i mean that's i mean that's the truth of it but there's always going to be so much light on the other side is it's about um, filling in these gaps that were there and like healing these wounds. And so a lot of, I think what comes through, through, the spiritual path is also, um, since it's so internal and so reflective is the, um, is the, is the journey of, uh, healing traumas. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about that this weekend about <clears throat> just how much our family affects our reality and our programming, our reactions, what we think is normal. And so I'm curious if, you know, I know you've talked a little bit about your mom, but is there any other aspects that have shown up, maybe kids or any other kind of things that have shown up for you that are like starting to kind of flash red lights, like there's something going on here and I'm probably gonna have to address this barking or like repetitious thought of like, a thing?
1: Well, something that I, my mom and I, our relationship has always struggled. And in past years, I felt so much blame towards her, where you just feel like you shouldn't have, you should have grown, you should have expanded, you should have worked on these things and not passed them on to your children. And then as you begin to grow and you begin to hold up the mirror in front of your face, And as you're talking, it's coming back and you're thinking, wow, I'm just talking about what I hate about myself, not what I hate about this person. And I think people on social media do that constantly. It was like, okay, actually you have to take responsibility for who you are as a person. You were raised a certain way and you went through experiences for a reason. Now it's time to take responsibility for who you are and decide who you want to be moving forward. And it's easy to pay place blame and be mad and be frustrated, but it's a lot harder to actually change and work on yourself. And so I had to mm-hmm. start facing that reality. Mm-hmm. It's pretty humbling. Yes. And you know another one that I've talked about on my podcast and talked about with different friends and with you is marriage is so freaking hard. And as you grow and you change, if that person is not willing to grow and change, they don't have to grow and change like you, but if they're not willing to evolve and grow, it's like, wait, is this marriage working? Is this going to work? And I've had those moments with my husband of, wait, are, are we going to be able to work out? Because I feel like I'm on this upward trajectory where I'm getting happier and things are blossoming and I'm excited about life and I don't feel like you are so how are we going to get to that same page because i need i need that high vibration yeah i need that high energy totally you don't have to be the same person as me you don't have to have a good day every day but i want to see up and up moving forward and that vibration increasing over and over and over as we lift each other up and then you Raise my vibration and you I raised it. Did yours. you ever feel that before? I'm curious if you felt like the
0: energy. Like were you feeling vibration? Were you feeling energy? Didn't know what to call it, or is this something that's becoming a little bit more obvious now that you're having some more heightened awareness around attitudes and accountability? Always the energy. Yeah. I
1: always understood energy and How I an energy would just someone's energy would just suck the life out of me or an energy in a room would just make me feel really uncomfortable and so i always understood when my husband was going through his own struggles how much his energy would suck the energy out of me especially if he woke up in a bad mood having a bad day that energy would be really pulled out and i would try to lift up his energy Mm -hmm. and then i got to the point where i was like am I going to be able to continue to lift you up if you don't want to do that? So as I got onto the spiritual journey and heard more about frequency and vibration, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, now you're speaking my language, girl. Yes. Then I was like, okay, this makes sense. Yep. And I even told him that I was like, dude, you got to increase that fucking vibration, man. You got to work on it yourself. I can only help you so much and you can only help me so much. And so those are some of those struggles that I've gone through with my mom and with marriage and, I, we talked about this. I wish people would talk more about struggles in marriage because marriage is really hard. Partnerships are really hard. Relationships are really hard. Yeah, People don't talk about them. Right.
0: And they're hard because we're seeing ourselves yes. like that's like the, I think that's part of what the hardest thing is, is that, you know, when you, you, you know, you say holding up the mirror, but really it's like, they are the mirror. Yeah, Everybody's the mirror. That person that cuts you off is the mirror. Yeah. That person that um, gave, did a favor for you is a mirror. The person that your partner is a mirror. They're all, literally, it's all showing you you because you're looking, you're having, if somebody cuts you off and you're like, oh, what a jerk. It's like, you know, you think, so you go, okay, wait, why did I get so mad that he cut me off? It's not that big of a deal. And you go, oh, because I'm normally the aggressive driver and I wish I would have gotten in, wouldn't let him. Like, there's always a way it shows up. Or if somebody does something, um, you know, if they're washing dishes and they're like, hey, uh, you know, hey, I saw you didn't do the dishes. I'll get it. Don't worry. And that might not be a big deal. But, you know, your partner might have done that. And then you think to yourself, You get reactive, you react, you you get triggered is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And so you get triggered because when you were a kid, you might have been in trouble all the time for not doing enough chores. And so now you're defending your like 10 year old self who was always in trouble for not doing enough. And you're like, I did the dishes yesterday. I did them the day before. Gosh, just get off my back. I didn't do them today. And like you just end up realizing how
1: they're just all just showing you you. It's like a real mind trip. crazy what I found through this spiritual journey and meditation is I feel a lot calmer so when someone cuts me off in traffic or I almost hit somebody because they like stop out of nowhere or whatever I before I would like scream flip somebody off like make a huge deal about Mm -hmm. it and now I'm like that was annoying Mm -hmm.
0: Well, you used to joke okay. about that on social. Like you, you would come on social media, and like this guy was a total dick. Yes, and he and like look, I did. I thought they were really funny things yes. because look, it's not that they didn't happen, and you're so like uh, you you delivered it in a hilarious way. But you've even talked about you don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, well, you don't you is- don't talk
0: about it on social media. It's yeah. like it doesn't even you don't even give it nearly that much. You don't give it that much life.
1: Yeah, that much thought. It's just like. Okay. Like, and of course, we still get mad at things. Sure. Like, still get annoyed. You're like, okay, you're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> you're a terrible driver. But you I don't think that let a it, lot about people. Yeah. But you don't let it, okay, I get home. I'm going to talk about it on Instagram. Like, I don't let it consume my day. Totally. And so now, when, if Brian and I have a fight, I'm able to sit there and to look at it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And he's able to do the same thing for me. And mm-hmm. we're able to say, okay, this is how I saw it, this is how I thought it. I'm I'm upset and this is why, instead of having this blow up fight. And so it's almost strengthened our relationship because I'm talking to him about vibration. I'm talking to him about these books, about this podcast. He wants to do an Akashic reading now. Oh, that's amazing. So he's wanting to grow, even if he doesn't totally get it. Yeah. And he told me, he's like, you're on this spiritual journey and I don't get everything, but I'm excited for you. I don't fully understand it and connect with all of it but i'm really happy for you and it's bringing you joy and then when he sees when i get off the phone with kimber in the akashic greeting and he's like sees this light in my eyes and i'm telling him this and i'm like this is so crazy and this like i can't wait to meditate and i'm going to try this he's like well shit, i want that same excitement sure and so we're able to lift each other up when someone is putting themselves, like creating an availability with themselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and an openness with themselves. So my relationship with my mom hasn't really changed, but my understanding of the struggles she has gone through that I don't know about, that has really changed. And when I see her doing a behavior I don't like, it's like, that's okay, that's okay.
0: It's not being done to you.
1: No, and that's her life. Yeah. And I could let it eat me alive like I have in the past. And I I don't want to live life like that. Yeah. Like I want to live life really seeing the positives in life. And through 2020, we were pulled down so much to only seeing the negative in human beings and all this trash talk on social media and cancel culture Mm. and horrible things happening in our world. That it was hard to understand that there are good people and happy and joy and all these positive things happening around us. But when you open your lens to something else and you increase your frequency, you're like, wow, the, the world is really cool. I'm saying hi to strangers on the street all the time. I'm making eye contact with people. I'm asking the grocery store clerk how his day is going. I'm putting my phone down and like looking them in the eye and making sure they feel seen. Yeah. And that's like the biggest shift I've had is, yeah. people just want to feel seen mm-hmm. and they want to feel cared about. Mm-hmm. And we don't care often enough. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, like looking down on our phone, thanks, here are my groceries. Don't say thank you, you know, you mm-hmm. just move on. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to yeah. see the good in people and hopefully be the good in people yeah. and spread that joy to other people. You do. You spread joy. I, I get joy so. when I watch you. And something that I keep hearing on social media, and this is like when you look at your old self and you're like, oh, people keep writing me. And they're like, man, I had to unfollow you a couple of years ago because you were so negative. And now I'm back and you're such like a bright light. You're so much happier. I can see the change in you. Oh. And I'm like, wow. man, I didn't know I was that dark. I, you know, I was just trying to, like, be funny. And uh, I took it as funny. I appreciate that. You you maybe like, I kept following, following you. Like, yes. You like <laughs> I've that unfollowed that some were. people
0: over the years, but one yeah. you weren't one of them. So but that's true that's such a so again that so that's an example of them showing you you like they're 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 the mirror they're telling you like you've really changed and so it gets hard to see as our ourselves but they're they're telling you yeah and so that just as much as we need to hear the bad we also need to hear the good and so i think that we um are always so hard as people we're hard on ourselves Probably as women were even harder on ourselves, at least in different ways than men. I'd yeah, say, at different least. yeah, different ways, yep, totally. Um, and so it's it's important to also accept the good, yeah, um, which can be a really hard thing to accept it because that's the other that's the unique dynamic that if you can't feel it, like. You heard her say, Oh yeah, you know, and you just didn't let it register. Like you didn't really hear her. You didn't really yeah. accept it. It's only once you can kind of give yourself that credit of like, but since you know, you've come a long way and you know, you orient differently with how you talk about people and how you, how long you stay stuck on something is that you hurt her because you believe it about yourself. And so like, it's important to use evidence along the way as you go through the journey, as all of us go through the journey, when people start showing you, telling you the good things, showing you the good things, that it's something to also notice too, because um, to I don't do a great it. job at that myself. Like I yeah. kind of I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, well that's just easy for me, you know? And,
1: but yes. it doesn't matter.
0: It, it's all still stuff to boost boost your awareness
1: of yourself. that's i've been writing back to some of these people and i'm like thank you i've done a ton of work on myself yeah or now even the positive self-talk i've done in this past year Mm -hmm. when when i start thinking a negative thought which i usually start thinking negative thought around my period when my hormones are a little off i'll say something negative about myself and i stop myself Mm -hmm. and i start repeating positive things about myself and i just keep repeating them i'm not even like hearing them i'm just saying them and then i forget the thought altogether and i'm moving on with my day and now When someone compliments me, I can actually take that compliment in and I'm like, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And I can appreciate that compliment Mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, you know, like, oh, I don't feel very cute today. You know how you'd always sometimes say those type of things and push it off because you don't fully believe it. But when someone says a compliment, I'm like, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm able to like take compliments. I'm able to take feedback more when someone says something like before, like I would you know, have a word I I like wrote a, a misspelling in my blog post or something. And someone would say that and I would like take it as a personal attack. Oh, wow. And now I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me. And then I can go change it. It's like those things have really shifted where I don't feel like I'm being attacked always. Yeah. It's just, I can take in new information, whether it's a critique, whether it's a new word, whether it's a new experience, I'm just able to take those in instead of thinking mm-hmm. like, Oh, you just know it all you know Mm. like i it's just such a weird shift that has happened
0: it's like a it's a it's a it's a doorway into vulnerability because it's only through your vulnerability that you can because that's the accountability right like you have to kind of be vulnerable enough about being accountable you're like okay gosh i've been a dick before which is being vulnerable instead of being like what do you mean i'm i'm like it wasn't my fault they you know did that so that's like not being accountable and it's vulnerability is to say like, I'm wrong, or I've done this, or I've come through. And so I think that the vulnerability is the part that I'm hearing is that, um, you know, you kind of see it in other people. And it just, it's like, it's such a powerful tool. I mean, Brene Brown is like the queen of talking, of talking about vulnerability, right? And shame and
1: all of that stuff. And And I felt so much shame before for my body, for not being smart enough, for not being fit enough. I Mm -hmm. felt so much shame. And then once you drop that shame and you open yourself to vulnerability, you're like, oh, all of us have these struggles.
0: But how do you drop the shame though? How how do you, I mean, in your
1: mind, how does it feel like you drop the shame? I started talking differently to myself. Mm. That was the biggest thing. When I would start saying negative things about myself, I would turn them into positives Mm -hmm. and I would look myself in the mirror. And I've talked about this on my podcast with, People, I'm like, look yourself in the mirror and say three nice things about it yourself, but say it. Don't just like say it, you have to say it and really mean it and look yourself deep in the eyes. And it came from doing this day after day after day. And it sounds so silly and so stupid and like cliche, not cliche, but just like, okay, I'm not gonna like give myself compliments. But the more you start talking positive yourself, you change that neuroplasticity, you can, if you can tell yourself you're ugly, you can easily tell yourself you're beautiful and you can tell your brain to believe that and yep. it will believe that. Yep. We can tell our brain to believe anything. Yep, and we're a program after all. Yes. Welcome to the matrix. Welcome. <laughs> and so you can reprogram your brain. And that's what I did was reprogram. And it, it just, I, ju- I just think it opened me up to understanding that all of us go through struggles and all of us, I I find these connections with women on the internet, mostly women who go through the same struggles I do. And then when I talk about it, they don't feel so alone. Of course. And so I was able to just reprogram my brain. And how do you expect people to love you and accept you who you are if you can't even do that for yourself?
0: So do you feel like you, so I'm hearing you say that you're, that the love for yourself has gotten bigger. Yeah. Do you feel like it's, opened yourself up to being able to love more people and more things? Oh my God, yes. Um, is that Does that open you up to wanting children?
1: Because uh, you need a yes. lot of love for that. Yes, <sighs> something, and it's, you know, maybe I'm just being tricked, but the astrologer saying, you know, she told us, I don't know what your plan is, but be careful because it's showing an unexpected pregnancy in your future. And I had just gotten off of birth control. I have totally opened myself up to the idea of kids. If it's part of the universe's plan, mm-hmm. if that's you know what is supposed to happen. And I know I would love a child so immensely. Yeah. I know I would give it all the love, the amount that I love my dog and the end Which of the earth a lot. through to save his life twice. What I would do for a child would be unbelievable. Yeah. So- It's definitely.
0: Where are you hoping that the spiritual journey takes you?
1: I I hope it helps me open up to another side out, another realm outside of here. Yes. Whether you know that's talking to spirit guides, uh, whether that's seeing something visually, I just hope it opens me up to something that I've never experienced before. Why? Oh God, Danica! I don't know. It feels like a calling. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that. It something is calling me to that, and so I'm gonna go with it because everything that I've done in life, it's been a calling so far, and I'm gonna continue following that calling. And
0: that's a good answer.
1: Yeah. I hope it takes that's, me somewhere.
0: I'm gonna say that that's your sort of cellular memory. Your remembering because it's not that we have to learn things, we have to remember things. And um especially when it comes to that sort of stuff. And to me that's you sort of like your higher self, soul, whatever you want to call it, is trying to get you to remember more about yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those codes.
0: Yeah. Let's like let's activate those codes.
1: Activate them codes. I gotta do that soon.
0: Let's go do it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of course. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.